0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.
1: Good morning and welcome to Real
2: Life Church. We are so excited to worship God with you this morning. Whether you're here with us in person or watching online, I want to invite you to go ahead and stand on your feet, put your hands together, and worship God with us this morning.
3: lift your hands today in celebration of the power of his name. There's no other name. There's no greater name. There is no higher name than the name of Jesus this morning. Your victory, our hope, comes from him alone. And so let's worship big today, real life, as we celebrate our God's good name. death could not hold you.
4: give him another shout today. Man, he's worth it. Man, this has been a great morning of worship. It is so awesome just to be here in the room and and worship with you today. So before you get seated, I want you to turn. I want you to find someone around you. Smile, point, give a wave, give some finger guns, pew, pew. Let people know around you. You're just so stoked that they're here today in the house. And then be seated whenever you're done with that. And while our folks in the room are are greeting each other here in the room, I just want to say a special shout out to everybody that's watching us online. We're just so honored and and blessed that you're here with us. So throw some likes up on the screen, some hearts, some ha-has. If I happen to say anything funny this morning, we'll see. And uh, everybody here in the room, will you just give a a huge welcome to everyone who's joining us online? Yeah, you are our honored guest. We're just so, so stoked that you're here with us. And so whether you're here in the room today, whether you're online, I want to invite anyone that's brand new to real life to take your phone and I want you to text RL new to 97000. And what that's going to do, that's just going to put um, a member of our connection team in touch with you this week. And don't worry, they're not going to do anything crazy. They're not going to spam your email or or your message app, right? They're just going to reach out and say, hey, how can I pray for you? Hey, we're just so grateful you spent a Sunday morning with us. What can we do to help you take that next step, whatever that may look like. So we'd love for you to do that. And if you're here in the room and you do that this morning, I want to invite you to stop by our new here booth right there in the hub on your way out. We just have a small gift. It's our way of saying thank you for being our guest this morning. Here at Real Life, we have a mission and that's to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way we say that sometimes is uh, we're a church for the unchurched, right? Right. Who here knows that hospitals are for sick people, not healthy people, right? Well, that's how we want to do church. So come as you are when you come see us. If you're watching online and you're not so sure about stepping through these doors, I just want to personally invite you, when you're ready, come as you are. Be who you are. God is just ready to do something awesome in your life and meet you wherever you're walking today. And some of you, maybe you've been coming here for a while. Maybe this isn't your first rodeo here in real life. All right? We want to invite those people to take that next step. And one of the ways we say that is, uh, you know, stop just going to church, start being the church. What does that look like for you? Well, today, right after this gathering, you can meet with Pastor Sean and Diane in our Next Steps room. It's right down the hall, past the restrooms. And every week's a good week to do it, don't get me wrong, but if I could be honest with you, this would be the week to do it, because it's new to church. Doesn't mean you're brand new Christian or anything like that. This is more about what's real life all about? Who are we as a church? Where are we going? Pastor Sean and Diane would just love to get to know you and love to just kind of tell you um, all the opportunities you have here at Real Life to find that real life and purpose. So we'd love for you to do that. Now, this part, I'm so stoked for you guys. I, I, I cheated a little bit. I got to hear this in the first gathering. You guys are in for a treat and for a blessing, as our very own Brian Mason is gonna come up here and just share his heart and share a word. God's gonna speak through him this morning and it's going to just make a difference in your life. So will you give a warm welcome to Brian Mason? Come on up, Brian.
5: Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew, appreciate that. Um, I just wanna start out by saying, there is no one working harder here today than the camera guy. I realized I was all over this thing this morning, so
0: <laughs> sorry.
5: Um, hey, good morning. So my name is Brian Mason, and this is something I love to do is just share um, things that God is doing, and, and I love to preach, and I just want to thank Sean for giving me the opportunity. Um, it's just always a blessing, and worship today, are you serious? That was amazing. Yeah. Man, and it's funny how God works because that Reckless Love song like ties in perfectly with what I'm talking about, and we didn't even go over that. I mean, I'm just saying, God's moving. Um, Also, you should know, uh, together, you and I are chasing my white whale uh, this morning. We are hunting for my white whale. And that white whale, I'm not sure how this started, but Sean said, hey, you know, sermon time's about 25 minutes. And I'm like, really? Like, when did, like, the churches in our country get together and decide that 25 minutes was the appropriate time for sermons? I can't do anything in 25 minutes. I can't tell you my name in 25 minutes. I've got so many funny stories. I'm hilarious. I can't even tell them to you. There's no time. All right, no, I really want want to tell you this one story. It's so funny. I think you would love it, but I can't because 25 minutes. So I feel like we could do it. The early service, we didn't make it. We got real close, so... It's okay. We're going to do this thing together. Hey, and I, want to, I just want to pray real quick. Can we just pray? I mean, I'm just all like with that worship and like Jesus is just soaking this place. I mean, I just feel like God moving in this place and it's incredible. And God, we are so grateful for you and for what you're doing. God, we're so grateful for those who are logging on online. What an incredible thing that we get to be able to stream this live really around the world. It's incredible. So we thank you for that. But we pray that your spirit would just come and rest over all of us, whether online or whether here. And God, you would just be glorified and that you would just move. And uh, we just thank you. Amen. Uh, Well, we're not going to do anything today without starting out with this foundation of what we should do with everything. So I have the joy and the privilege. And I, I don't even know how this happens sometimes, but a couple of times a year I get to do weddings. And this is something I always add in every wedding. It's 1 John 4, uh, 7 through 8. It says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. And this is it. you got to watch this part, because God is love. God is love. It doesn't say that it's something that God plays around with. It doesn't say that it's something that God dabbles in on occasion. It says, no, it's his very being. It's his essence is love. That verse continues on and it says that we can't even love without him. That it's because he loved us first that we're even able to love. It is always about that. That's always the foundation of it. And love is an incredible feeling. Amen. But God's love. It's so far beyond. It's incredible, and it's really what drives this story that I'm about to tell you. I cry a lot when I preach, so <laughs> I'm breaking my own rules today. There's several things I don't talk about, and most of those are in this sermon today. And Normally, I don't talk about them because they make me cry, so we're just going to do what we can today. I make no promises about anything, but I want to tell you about a dear friend of ours. His name is Will. Uh, Will was the youth pastor at my wife's church when she was in high school. And she became like a middle school leader, and he kind of trained her on how to do ministry. And so when we met, she would just tell me about how incredible Will is. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. I'm going to meet this guy. It turns out that Will was a Young Life leader. And if you don't know, every amazing person in ministry used to be a Young Life leader, with the exception of Sean and Diane. But they should have been young life leaders and probably still do it kind of like young life. But I'm just saying, also the Cubblies, they're awesome too. Sorry, got you, got you. But Will, so Will trained her to do this. And what is amazing about Will is um, everything. Because the man finds himself in situations that, like when I hear them, and listen, I mean, we've been in some situations in the past 10 years of ministry, but the stuff that he finds himself in is unbelievable. It's just incredible. And the amount of people that follow him because of what God is doing through him, it's just, it's, it's whole, it's just hard to even imagine, I, I suppose. Well, my mother-in-law used to also be his administrator and, and worked with him, too. And she would tell me all these stories about, Will. And I'm like, i got to meet this guy. Well, he came to our wedding. It's the only time I've met him. And I'm like, dude's different. He's just different. I think the difference is, if I could just throw this out there, too, it's a man just loves Jesus, and that's it. There's really nothing special about him. He just loves Jesus. It's this love that we talk about that God is love, just permeates through what he does. Amen? It's incredible. So Will, uh, growing up, and this was in, we grew up in the Washington, D.C. area in the suburbs of D.C., and so Will grew up there, too, long ago when it was way different. Uh, But Will had a friend, his name was Ed, And they were best friends, best childhood friends. They grew up together, and as they got older, uh, they sort of separated. Ed went to the West Coast, out in California, and Will just kind of stayed on the East Coast. But they always stayed in touch. And so over the years, they would message each other, or if Will was traveling to the West Coast, he would stop and see Ed. They'd have dinner together or whatever. And I just think that alone is pretty amazing. I've got a few friends that I still talk to in high school, and it's really pretty incredible. And even in the days of social media, you think it would be easier to stay connected with people, but it's, it's really not, is it? I mean, we just kind of uh, throw up a little hard or a like or something, but really there's not like a relationship going on. But they've maintained this relationship for years. One day, Will gets a call, and it's from Ed's mom. And you say, Will, Ed's in trouble. He's, he's left his business. He's left everything. He's given it all away. He's got no phone, no social media, no nothing. But he's living on the streets. He said, forget it. I'm just going to live on the streets from now on. And he's wandering around San Diego. Probably is a great place to be homeless. The weather's always nice. Really, I just thought about that. But anyway, so he's just wandering around. And if you're like me, probably like him, that just breaks your heart, doesn't it? Like, what do you do? Your friend is just gone off the deep end. Is living homeless. What can you do 3,000 miles away? Will does the thing that my favorite Bible character does. And most people don't know about Andrew, the disciple Andrew, because he's only mentioned a few times. And we always kind of go to the big names of the Bible or whatever, but Andrew's a huge name. You'll remember this story from John chapter 6 with Andrew. This is what he does. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? You know, the background of that story is there were like 5,000 men following Jesus around and they were hungry and there was no food. There was no food. And the amount of money that it would take to feed such a crowd was insurmountable. And really that was 5,000 men. So, you know, women and children, what are we talking, 15,000 people? Well, what does this stud Andrew do? He finds a kid walking around with a Happy Meal. That's what it is. It's like a six-piece nugget, extra fries, chocolate milk, apple juice. That's all that is. And he gives it to Jesus. That's all he does. And I love how T.D. Jakes put this. He said he gives it to Jesus, and Jesus takes what's not enough and makes it more than enough. I'm like, man, why can't I speak like T.D. Jakes? Man. <laughs> but he does. He feeds like 15,000 people off a of Happy Meal. It's incredible. You're not doing that. You sit here just like I'm looking at me. You don't want to amazed by that? Come on, somebody. That's Sean's line. That's how he talks. <laughs> I think they teach you that in Bible college. I know a lot of guys will say it like that. It's like a class. a come on, somebody class. Yeah, it's a whole... <laughs> yeah, But it's incredible. So Will just does the same thing. He gets on his knees and he prays, what are we going to do? God, what are you going to do? Well, God says, you go after him. What a crazy thought. So he gets on a plane he flies out to San Diego. And he's kind of like weaving it out, walking around and talking to homeless people and... You know, there's only like 50,000 of them. Shouldn't take him too long to find them. And he meets somebody who he refers to. He wrote a book about this. It's actually fantastic. If you want it afterwards, come see me. I'll tell you the name of it and all that. But he meets a guy who he calls Crazy Ted. And Ted tells him, listen, if you're really searching for your friend, if this is legit and you want all of us homeless people to accept that and trust you because we don't trust anybody, you're going to have to come out here and you're going to have to live like you're homeless. You're going to have to be one of us. What an idea. So Will goes back home after about a week, no Ed. This could be a bit disheartening, I imagine. I and mean, they said, so What do you do? This is Will. And long and short of it is, Will goes back every six months for the next several years searching for Ed. Isn't that amazing? He ran into this one woman who said, she heard the story about what he was doing, and she said, I wish I had a friend like you who would come look for me. That's amazing. He gets going around San Diego, the word spreads about it, the local ABC news station picks it up, and they're covering it. They're dropping leads to him. Hey, maybe over here, we might have seen him over here, maybe over here. And he came, He went the first time by himself. The next time he goes with somebody else, by the time we've rolled through a couple years, he's got a group of people coming with him. They fly into San Diego, they get a hotel room, they drop all of their stuff, all of their valuables, no money, no phone, no nothing, except for like a sleeping bag and whatever they could put on their backpack, maybe a change of clothes or something. That's it. So when they get hungry, what do they got to do? They got to beg. I remember one of my friends went out there with him, a guy named Tom. Tom's an incredible guy. He was a young life leader. What can I say? He was an amazing guy. And he goes out there. You've got to understand that these people that are going with Will, the Washington, D.C. area is a, it's just a different planet, honestly, than most of the world. But everybody there, I mean, they do well for themselves. Everybody seems to have a nice house, nice stuff. And I remember hearing from Tom when he went out there, and he said, you know what's crazy is to come from the suburbs of Virginia, where we have every comfort and, and luxury, really, we've got it all. And to come into this situation where we walk into a McDonald's and people are staring, and they don't want to serve us, much less talk to us or have anything to do with us, because we stink and we're covered in dirt and our Clothes are even a little tattered even after just a few days. It gives you a, a whole different perspective. But you see, that's what a mission trip does, amen? Takes you out of what you know. I was thinking about this yesterday and I'm floating on this enormous swan in my pool in my backyard. And I'm like, dear God, I know nothing about struggle. But I got this swan. We named her Swimberly. Sometimes we call her Swanses. We're crazy like that. I don't know. We we name everything, but isn't it incredible? And so this thing has turned into much more than just Will at this point. Amen. Now people are going with him, and they're all growing, and people are changing. And you got people out here in the Midwest. Me, I'm watching this thing on Facebook. Like, what's going to happen? He's not stopping. I mean, Will continues to go. It's incredible. Years this goes on. So he puts out posters with uh, his a cell phone number on there, and Will got a cell phone just for this in case somebody had a lead or something they would call. Well, the phone rang one day, and he answered the phone. And, oh, man, the long and short of it is, we're going to do this 25-minute thing. The long and short of it is, somebody said, we, we know Ed. We've seen him. Well, it turns out Ed has gotten a one-way ticket to Hawaii. Which really, that's what I would do, thinking about it. You know, he's like my spirit animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to Hawaii one way or the other. So he ends up in Hawaii. So Will and his wife, they get on a plane and they go to Hawaii. And the way that God provides for this ministry is incredible. If somebody happened to have a timeshare available, you can use my timeshare. Are you kidding Somebody else has given some money for planting. And people are just pouring into this thing. I mean, it's spread like wild. Everybody's into this thing. And he goes to Hawaii. And this time it's a little different. It's Will and his wife. And so they're just searching around for Ed, following up on leads. And I can just imagine all that he's been through at this point. So I think about the ministry that we've done. And it's nothing like that. But I can only imagine the feeling it must have been, or the joy that must have overcame them when they saw Ed on a beach in Hawaii. After all of these years searching for him, there he is. And I love this part of his book because it's a lot like me. He didn't plan what he was going to say to Ed. And I was like, I probably wouldn't have either. But you kind of think, maybe I should have. You know what I mean? Had like an idea of what I was going to do, but he didn't. <laughs> but they just talked like they were old friends. And he said, hey, man, let's take you out to lunch, and let's get caught up, and Ed said no. What do you mean, no? I mean, this is what would be going through my head, like, Lord, are you serious? Years, and I get a no. Well, this is also how I'm like Will. He spends the next few days stalking Ed. That's what I would do. So they, they would eat at a pizza restaurant that had a better view of the beach so they could kind of see where he was, <laughs> where he was going. You know what I mean? It said their time was coming up at the end of this week, and Will was not going to let this go. So he finds Ed, and he's like, Dude, we just got to talk. Can we just sit down and talk? And Ed says, No. Come on, man. I've been been wanting to talk with you. I love you. We go back so far. Let's just talk. Ed says, No. Then Ed jumps on his little bicycle and starts going away from him. So Will, like me, chases the dude down. I would too listen, I wouldn't go through all of that coming after you and then you're going to get on a bicycle and get away from me. That ain't happening. But Will's not having that happen either. He looks over to the left. He goes, oh my goodness, I've been walking so far. I've come back to my rental car. Huh? Jumps in a rental car. You're not going to outrun a rental car and a bicycle. So he chases him down and he gets him. I mean, this happened all of a sudden. Will left his wife at the pizza restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Just bolted out of there. And went after the guy. And they get into this thing. And now it starts getting heated and angry. He said, no, I don't want you. I don't want anything. Leave me alone. I can only imagine the heartache. And the, just that he would have felt from saying no after all of that. He even told him. He said, look, I've been chasing you down for years. At least give me five minutes. And the guy just kept saying no and no and just getting angrier and angrier. And finally, Will just told him that he loved him. And he left. You know what's funny about that story, too? You know, we don't, we don't understand, men, how incredible our wives are, do we? I think we take them for granted because he just, just left her. <laughs> See you later. But that's not the part I'm talking about. Because when he left, she got on her phone and got their group message together, and people were praying like crazy. She said, we found him. He's going after him. He needs you right now to pray. And so people all over the country, God knows who they were started praying like crazy in this moment. Listen, if you're a believer here today, I want you to understand we're going through this series, Hero Maker, because there is a joy that is to be had in your life when you're able to pour into someone else's life. And I'm telling you this story because it's incredible. It's outrageous. But I don't tell it to you to make you feel like you should do that. This is the simple truth of it. These people prayed for Ed. Look at this passage. We're called to this. In Philippians 4, you've seen this before. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I can imagine that initial time where he sat down and prayed, Lord, what to do? What do I do? And God says, go to San Diego. There's a peace that resonated over Will about the whole situation. I can imagine that after all of those years and time and effort, and you can only imagine what they went through to make this happen, that when they finally got to that moment and Ed said, no, and I said, he said, a resounding no this passage where it says that God will protect your heart and his peace will reign over you. It's exactly what happened with Will in that moment. A peace set over him. Because in that moment, he kind of realized, you know what, this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than Ed. Do you know there's homeless people that he talked to in San Diego that ended up getting on a plane and coming to Virginia and they now serve at his church? Come on. That's incredible. The people that they've met. And so they said, What do we do? We found them. We've got another trip planned in six months. What do we cancel it? Of course not. They went on that trip too. Look, they're still going on that trip. Every six months, they take a team of people and they they call it the homeless journey. And they minister to homeless people in San Diego real. so We often don't understand what God is doing. It's never just about that thing that we think it is. There's everything else underneath it that happens along the way and way more lives have been changed than just that. I'm telling you, I've been following this story. Countless people have been following this story and now you in the Midwest in Kansas City and I'm sorry, Belton this big shining city of Belton now you're hearing this story. It's amazing. And it all starts with prayer. It's so simple. I want to tell you something else. Um, My hero, Andrew. So if that's step one for you, you want to know how to do this, you just pray. That's it. But if you want to do something more, here's step two. I love this. Where are we at? John chapter one. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first, found out it was, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah. He brought him to Jesus. You could just stop right there. But Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter, which means the rock. Andrew, the stud that he is, the hero maker that Andrew is, all he did was bring Peter to Jesus. That was it. It's so simple. That's all that he did. As a matter of fact, when you read about Andrew, that's almost all that's ever mentioned of Andrew. He brings the fish to Jesus. He brings a situation to Jesus, right? Or he brings people to Jesus. He just goes and gets them. Hey, look, you've got to find out about this guy. That's it. That's all he does. And that's all you have to do. It's so easy in our culture. You've got an amazing church here. I can just like, hey, look, you've got to come with me. You've got to come. It's simple. Look, it's not on you. Jesus did the work with the fish, amen? Jesus is doing the work in Ed's life, amen? He's doing all of it. Right now, I'm terrible at all of this stuff. I can't really, honestly, I can't do anything right. But he chooses to use me, so whatever. It's him working, not me. But it's not on you either. It's all him. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. I'm telling you every day, I'm surrounded by a, an absolute hero, and I don't even realize it. I should be ashamed of that. I was the area director for Young Life here in Belton, and uh, if you don't know uh, Young Life just real quick, you know, it's just youth ministry, but we're not connected to a church, so it's like a parachurch type thing. We just chase after teenagers and middle schoolers, and in our area we had teen moms. Now, teen moms is difficult. I mean, I can only imagine what they're feeling. For one, I'm a guy; we don't get it. But for two, I'm 41. I got three kids. I still don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'm terrified of it. So I can only imagine being like 15 and dealing with this. There's a girl there who was 15 and already had a baby, and she was in foster care. Terrible situation. Just terrible. But she would come. But she would come because my wife would go get her. We would, they met twice a month. One is club, which is more like a fun night. And then there's a message about Jesus at the end of it. But then there's campaigners, which is more like a Bible study. It's a little bit more in depth. But my wife went and picked that girl up for years. Years. Never knowing if any of this was taking effect. If for no other reason, for a teen mom, you come and we gave a meal to them, we would give them diapers, you know, like practical things that you don't think of. We would give them supplies or whatever it is that we could give them, we would give them to help them out. But my wife picked her up, just relentlessly taking her. And never knowing if any of it was going to take effect or if she was thinking of it. The only thing we ever heard her say, which I love this, by the way, she said, it's not that I don't think that God's real. I just think he's not very helpful. <laughs> it's like, I Yeah, what a great way to put it. He's just not very helpful. But we pursue her. And all we did was bring her to Jesus. That's it. Well, you can imagine that once we shut down Belton Young Life and then the teen mom thing kind of went off on its own thing, which praise God for that, that it was doing that. Imagine our elation and our joy when we get a Facebook message from this girl. I've been adopted by a great family. I've been going to church with them. And we know the church. I know the pastor of the church. The guy is awesome. He's not a young life guy, but he's still awesome. And so she goes, I'm being baptized. I gave my life to Christ. Would you come in and be there? Of course we're going to come to that. There's nothing on this earth that would have stood in our way of going to that. I didn't realize I was in the midst of greatness. My wife is a hero. and She's a hero maker. And it's not just her story. There's countless girls. You were amazing. Thank you. I don't say it enough. She's incredible. That girl's life is forever changed. And her son, oh, this kid. Oh, my gosh. I love this boy. He would show up at that club, too, and I would just play with him the whole time. Snot running down his face. How this kid was continually snotty is beyond comprehension. Every week for years, wasn't it? Constantly. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute, though. Thank God. (laughs) What else is he going to do? But it's amazing. And I want to tell you something, too. It wasn't just us. You're in the midst of greatness also. Here's this picture that I found. Oh, look who's standing with us. She didn't have any snot on her, but that's okay. (laughs) she got her own kids. They do that. But you don't understand. Maybe we weren't here every week with real life. I was here the first Sunday this church launched, supporting you guys. And you guys were there supporting us. And there was a time or two, but this time, especially, you guys brought a meal so that these girls would, at least, for no other reason, we know would be fed, and a practical need was met. And they knew that you were there because that you loved Jesus. And you were a part of that. Something so simple. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. And all it was is just bringing people. It's so simple, just like Andrew. What an absolute hero. We talk about this love that God has because it's unbelievable. And I love that song because it's reckless. And there's just nothing that God won't do to pursue you. And I think about that girl, that teen mom. And I think about how we used to live in Washington, D.C. And now we live in Kansas City, which is a whole other story. How did we end up here? I don't know but God moves pieces and he pursues you and goes after you with a just a relentlessness and so you're sitting here today and that's not an accident you know what God did to get you here probably not but i bet it's incredible And it's not something that God dabbles in, like I said. His very essence is love. And it's overwhelming, and it's reckless, and it's relentless. And it was that way for Ed, too. Oh, you thought I was done with the story? Come on, somebody. (laughs) You don't know. God's not done. After all those years, recently, like last week, well, a few months ago. Ed was riding that bicycle. You remember that bicycle I used to get away from it? Well, Yeah, he wrecked it. This is how God rolls. I love that part of the story. <laughs> it's a bicycle, took Ed out. <laughs> Ed ends up in the hospital just long enough to get sober. Isn't that incredible? He wrecked a bicycle and was in the hospital long enough to get sober. It must have been quite a wreck. But nothing else really happened to him but just long enough to get sober. And what does Ed do? He calls Will. Ed's back in Virginia with Will. He's in his church. He's serving in his church. Recently, last week, they took Ed out to dinner because he's 90 days sober off of meth. Amen. Oh, and they're about to go back to San Diego for a homeless journey because that's what Will does. He's still doing that. God didn't stop. Maybe when he thought it was over, when all of us kind of thought, interesting how it ended that way, Will wrote a book about it. The book was published before all that happened at the end. God's not done. And he's not done with you either. Let's get this party ending here. Let's start this thing up. Where are you at? Let's play some music. I'm terrible at transitions. You should see me when I was a pastor. Lord Jesus. It was awful. I'd call him up here, and I'd start preaching and getting on a rant. Hey, brother, you would know. But he would, I would tell my worship leader, come on up, and I'd be up there for another half hour. <laughs> it ain't going to be like that today. <laughs> Listen, we started off talking about how amazing God's love is. Watch the rest of that verse. Watch the rest of that passage. And this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Understand this, that God's love is so amazing that he gives his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That means he takes it all. All of your sin, all of my sin, all your neighbor's sin, everybody. All of it. Even the stuff that you don't want people to know about especially like ladies with this guilt thing you all got going on, all that guilt, gone. Anything in your life that separates you from God is called sin, and he took it. And he did that for you and you online. Understand the depth of what he did. He gave up his only son who was perfect and pure and had no need to do any of that. Because he wanted to pursue you. There's no plane that you can't get on to go to San Diego. There's no homeless shelter that God can't work through. And there's no situation in Belton. You should have heard about a story from the first service. This guy came to church for the first time this morning. Unbelievable what happened to get him here. God made moves to get him here. You think he didn't do that in your life right now? Come on, somebody. He loves you. And you think about Will all, and Will and Ed and chasing after him and all of that time that Ed says no and I think about my life how many times to God have I said no to him but I said yes one time and I gave my life to him and you know what's amazing about this whole story of Will and Ed it is like who is it that brought Will to Christ because that's the hero of this whole story amen somebody was a hero maker and brought him I tell you, my mother was a hero maker. That woman prayed for me every day as a teenager. Praise God she did that. And she looked at me one day and said, I pray for you every day. And I believed her. Come to find out as an adult and understanding all of this stuff, my mother is a prayer warrior. When I met my wife and I met her family and we got engaged, her mother looked at me and said, you are the man that we have prayed for for years for our daughter. No pressure. But understand today that you're here today. Do you understand the amount of prayer that went on to get you here? I've seen them. They prayed for this church for like a year before they started their first service. i never seen them. I was talking about them before I met them. Remember that? Some This church is doing it right. I don't even know who these people are. They prayed for you. Whoever brought you to this church prayed for you in a relentless pursuit. And we're going to pray. Let's just take a minute. And I'm telling you, we've been praying for you like crazy. God, in this moment, we thank you for each lady that's here. We thank you for each guy that is here. We thank you for the love that you've shown them. Your overwhelming love. Look, if you're here today and you're like, I don't know about all this stuff. I know that there's something out there. I know that there's a God that is bigger than me and that is real and that loves me. I just want to tell you right now, this is your moment. This is your time to shine. Maybe you're online sitting on the couch. God's been pursuing you for quite some time. And this is your opportunity to take that yes, to take that step and say yes. So would you just pray with me? God, I need you in my life. I understand that without your gift of salvation, I've got nothing. I understand that your love is overwhelming and so powerful that you sent Jesus to die for me so that you could just have a relationship with me and to save me. And I accept that free gift that you offer. Change me, make me whole, complete me. I'm yours. I'm not gonna call you out or have you raise your hand, I should. But if that's you today, if you prayed that, if you're online and prayed that, you got to text somebody. We'll tell you to do that even still. But even after service, if that's you here today, you got to find Sean. Listen, I was a pastor. I know what that pressure is like. And we do all of this for you and for people to come to Jesus. So let him share in that joy. You tell him and die in that. Amen. Listen, maybe you're here today. You've been a believer like me for years. And you're like, this whole series about being a hero maker, I want to do that. I'm scared as all get out. I don't know how to do it. Okay, I get, I get. Okay, I just got to bring it, to Jesus and I just got to pray. So we're going to start right there right now. God, I just want to surrender to you. And I want you to use me to reach whoever it is you want to reach or to do whatever it is that you want to do. I'm yours. I surrender to you. I lay it down in front of you and I accept your peace is going to reign over me that you are going to guard my heart and protect me from any situation and I give it to you because I see the joy that it is to reach somebody else and I want that and I want that for you God and I want that for other people so use me how you see fit God I love you. God, we thank you for this day and for this opportunity to preach why you'd use a fool like me is beyond me, but God, thank you for doing it. Lord, how we love you, and we're just gonna sing your praises all day long today and every day after. Amen.
0: Come on, thanks, Brian, for bringing us to Jesus today. Come on, get it for Brian. Hey, what a word. I mean, if God's just stirring your heart, I'm telling you something—it's—it's it's incredible. Think about what Jesus did for us. They didn't shout His love from heaven, but showed it here on earth. I now mean, I just think of this whole story. But Jesus became homeless for us. Jesus came to our world, literally homeless, to die on a cross for you. I love that Ed called Will. That's what God is calling you guys to do—to call Jesus, to reach out to Him. He will change your life. He'll make you new. And what incredible um, just story of what God has done and would use your life. And I know there's so much grace, um, so much prayer has brought each of you guys here. And I believe God just called us to be a hero maker in this season. Uh, this COVID season, everything's just kind of whacked a little different. You now let's be a hero maker. Let's be that kind of person that just says, hey, I'm gonna lay down my life for somebody else. Just gonna surrender my tomorrows, just say oh, whatever it's gonna take. I love that when uh, Ed Calden, Will showed up. I love it. And that's the kind of people God's called us to be here in real life. So man, I appreciate it. Give for Brian one more time. What an amazing job bringing it. Always encouraging. Hey, if you made that decision uh, to follow Jesus, commit your life to Christ, I'll give you a couple next steps. First thing is this, just text RL NEXT to 97000. We'd love to help on your journey with Jesus. Maybe you don't know what's next, what to do. Maybe you still have questions about Jesus. I want to help you every step of the way. So that's the best, best way to get connected. Just text RL NEXT to 97000. Uh, we've got a Bible for you in the back of the room on the way out the door. Um, if you commit your life to Christ and there's some resources in there to help you on your next steps with Jesus. I got a next step for everybody in the room today. Uh, if you um, have committed your life to Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the past, maybe during this COVID season. um, We are baptizing here in a few weeks on our third birthday. So come up on the 20th. And I can't think of anything greater to do to honor Jesus than to show people what Jesus has done and changed our lives. And so if you commit your life to him, basically this is saying, I'm going to plug my faith. I'm going to say, Jesus, I'm living for you. I was dead in sin, but I'm alive to you. And so if that's you, I would encourage you, go to our website. Uh, you can click on the banner there, you can click on it and sign up and uh, we're gonna help you every step of the way. I know it's kind of nervous to get baptized in front of people and you may have all these nerves and all these questions and we're gonna help you every step of the way along that journey and so you know what's happening and you feel a part of what God is doing. I'm telling you, there's no feeling uh, like going all in for Jesus and just committing yourself in front of people. So I would encourage you to get signed up if that's you. I wanna share one more story today. We have a video for you and uh, this video is really special. We talked about feeding young lives, um, feeding the, the teenage mom, and uh, you guys may not know a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. And we uh, faithfully give to a ministry called Vapor Ministries. And they have been going strong throughout this entire COVID season. And when they need a lot of help. And uh, when you think of homelessness in the United States, uh, it's called slums across the world. Uh, that's, that's it is for in the United States. If you're poor, on the street, you're homeless. If you... Are poor and live on the streets or live in slums and this ministry goes and helps people in slums, uh, live on less than dollar a day. Uh, wouldn't even be a happy meal a day. This whole family is living there. And so, uh, we've just been able to give, be generous because your guys generosity. We're able to give back. They've needed some help and said that we said, Hey, you know what? We're going to say yes to that. We've given them help. And, uh, this, uh, this ministry is close to my heart. And I just want you guys to see what your generosity is doing across the world, even in this season. Check it out.
1: physical and spiritual needs in our world have always compelled us to action, but even more so during this pandemic. Those who are already in dire need have now faced unparalleled job loss, travel restrictions, food and water shortages. But because of donors like you moved with compassion to reach those in desperate need around our world, Vapor Ministries has been able to serve on your behalf in unprecedented ways. With your help, people struggling to merely survive have not been forgotten. We want to show you what God has done through your amazing generosity. of all of us at Vapor Ministries, and those we serve in Africa and Haiti, we want to say from the depths of our hearts, thank you. Thank you for choosing to make an eternal impact, to stay connected, and to learn more about the different ways you can get involved, visit us at Vapor Ministries.
6: Love watching videos like that I don't know if you guys are like me I work in construction and I work around a lot of guys that work really hard and you guys work hard at what you do a lot of times I get the question is like why would you give your money to church you know they're just gonna use it and abuse it but when you see a video like that and you see where your money goes and the impact that it makes and the difference that it makes in people's lives. And it's easy to have a cheerful heart. It's not because I have to, it's because I get to. And it's the same way with you guys. And I just appreciate the faithfulness that you guys have had to continue to be generous, not only here in our community and schools that we work in, but across the world. So just I want you guys to know that what you do does make a difference. So as always, when you want to continue to be generous and faithful, we still have three ways that you can can do that. The first one is you can go online to reallifechurchkc.com, click the giving tab. You can text any amount to 84321. Or if you're like me and you're old school and you have cash or a check that you want to give, there's a box right at the back. So on your way out of the gathering, you can just drop in right there and it'll do the same thing just to make a difference in people's lives. So again, thank you for everything that you guys do. If you guys need prayer for any reason, they'll have a team member up here, we would love to pray with you. I know that so many of you were probably challenged by the great word that Brian had. So, can we get it for Brian one more time today? <laughs> Thanks, Brian, man. That was just an encouragement to my heart, just to know that God has called us and we have a purpose to fulfill in other people's lives, to be a hero, to to help them. And just to be there when other people aren't, so God, God just—I just pray that you use this this crew and just everybody here. So again, thank you for everything. Invite your friends and family next week again, 9:30 to 11. And as always, everybody, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Thanks.